Hello again, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of The Amateur Naturalist, where I give you a weekly dose of natural history of either wild native plants or wild native animals. Hey, my name is Tommy Fowler, and I am an amateur naturalist with a large passion for the great outdoors. Hey, every week we're going to select a new species to discuss. If you like my podcast, please do me a favor by hitting the follow button and then hit the download button on every episode. As a podcaster, we are measured on the total numbers of downloads. Thank you again, and now on to this week's episode of the Amateur Naturalist Podcast. Hey folks, welcome back to episode number seven of the Amateur Naturalist, where today I want to focus on the beautiful, bright crimson red songbird the Northern Cardinal. Hey, I'm really excited this week to discuss this very popular songbird today with you, our listeners. But first, as we always do, let's talk briefly about its taxonomy or its biological classification. Hey, of course, it's in the kingdom Animalia. It's in the phylum Chordata, in the class Aves, and now, of course, this is the class of birds that includes about 9,000 species. Hey, it's in the order of Passeriformes, and this, folks, this is the largest order of birds. In the order of Passeriformes, again, this is the largest order of birds, and these are our perching birds that have three forward-pointing toes, and then they have one rear toe that's able to help them grasp onto limbs. Very important feature, right? And these birds are in the family Cardinalidae, which includes cardinals, of course, and grosbeaks and tanagers, which are another really bright red bird. In this family, the birds have very strong cone-shaped beaks that they can use to crack open seeds. There are about uh, 58 species in this family, and the males in this family are much, much brighter in color than the females. The species, pretty simple this week, folks, Cardinales, Cardinales. You know, I feel uh, very confident this week that almost every single person listening today definitely knows of this iconic, beautiful red songbird. Not only is it undeniably stunning in appearance, but its whistle or its song is one of the prettiest out there in the wild. At the uh, very, very beginning of all of my current podcast, I start out with a taped song from the Cardinal. As today's podcast opened up, you heard about a three to four second audio clip of a northern red cardinal from just a few weeks ago. It's a really pretty and distinctive song and one that almost all bird enthusiasts love to hear. Now, the uh, northern cardinal is not huge in size, but, you know, for songbirds, it's considered a mid-sized bird, uh, somewhere like uh, about an eight maybe nine inches long. The cardinal has a a 10-inch to 12-inch wingspan, so about a foot long. And with all of those lightweight feathers and those hollow bones, oh my goodness, this bird weighs next to nothing at about 1.5 ounces. Unbelievable. I would have thought it had been a lot more. 
The cardinal is sexually dimorphic, which uh, just simply means the male and the females are just different in appearance. And I think you've seen those cardinals and you can tell, yep, they're different. The males are the brightest in color with incredibly vibrant, bright red feathers, a black mask on its face, and that very, very distinctive crest up on the top of its head. Uh, The female is a bit drabber, but still very beautiful with gray to reddish olive body feathers and also a uh, another distinctive crest on top of her head, except her crest is a grayish red in color. Interesting enough, the cardinal can raise and lower that crest on their heads up and down depending on the bird's emotion or stress level even. The birds may also raise and lower the crest for a courtship display, or to even show aggression, submission, or dominance of another cardinal or other bird. Now, if you look real closely at a cardinal, male or female, you see that very large red cone-shaped bill, and that bill is made for seeds in their diets. They use it quite well in cracking open sunflower seeds very delicately. Now, as I sit here today on my deck, I've been watching the hummingbird feeders, but uh, right next to those feeders, I have some other bird feeders, and I've got those filled up with sunflower seeds today. The cardinals, the gray squirrels, the blue jays, and the crows are eating right now as I speak. Any seeds that are uh, getting knocked out of the feeders are also getting scooped up into the little small cheeks of the resident chipmunks. I've seen two or three of those down there scrounging in the uh, grass, getting those seeds out. Now, if you see a juvenile cardinal, you will see some differences from its parents. They don't look quite the same. I had one here at the feeders uh, earlier this summer, and they have a shorter crest. They look a little more like a female versus a male, no matter what sex the the juvenile is. And their bill is kind of a gray and black bill, really dark. It's not that red bill that the adults have. Obviously, they are very easy to recognize for most people. At a distance, you, uh, you might confuse them with a scarlet tanager or a northern tanager, except for that there won't be a crest on top of the tanager's head. And the tanager has that, you know, that black wing. So that, that, that's a big standout right there. I used to, when I'm out in the woods a lot, I would see these tanagers quite often. And they are spectacular. So, so pretty. So what do these uh, beautiful birds like to eat? Well, out in the wild, they seem to be ground feeders. They are out there looking for seeds on the ground, maybe a few insects, uh, dropped fruit. They might be uh, dried fruit or even fresh like dogwood berries that fall off the tree or sumac, hackberry, um, mulberry. They look for mulberry quite often, raspberries, blackberries, wild grapes. Uh, Those wild grapes disappear quite quickly out there in the wild with all the animals and the birds and some other small fruits like those kind. We say that the cardinal is a granivore, which just simply means it's a type of herbivore that eats primarily on plant material, such as seeds and berries and things like that. 
If you want to attract these beautiful birds to your backyard feeders, be sure to use seeds like uh, safflower, black oil sunflower, or striped sunflower seeds. Right now I've got uh, three feeders that are completely filled up with black oil sunflower, which they just absolutely, it draws them right in. Some people will buy the sunflower seeds with no holes. It's a lot less waste and a lot less messy, I guess, but it's a bit more expensive. Stay with us. We'll be right back. What's all around you, almost everywhere you look, and makes your life better? Birds. Learn all about these beautiful creatures in this wonderful new podcast called Birds of a Feather Talk Together. Two experts guide two newbies on their journey to learn more. Mallard ducks, ivory-billed woodpeckers, Hawaiian honeycreepers, blue jays, cardinals, sandhill cranes, and more. Each week we discuss a different bird and walk away with a better understanding of the birds all around us. Oh, and we have a ton of fun doing it. Listen now. You're going to like learning about these birds. I guarantee it. But if you want to offer them a real treat every once in a while, give them a few peanut halves or crushed or cracked peanuts. You can buy them like that. Try feeding them some cracked corn occasionally, maybe some dried mealworms. I've seen some videos of them eating dried mealworms. I've never fed them those, but you can buy them like that, dried mealworms in a little package. Or even set out some berries, such as maybe some blackberries or some blueberries up on a platform, and they will love coming to your yard. Place your feeder near a bird bath, since uh, cardinals do love a good drink and a bird bath, and they are they are a lot of fun to watch as they splash around in your bird bath. So I would say that almost every one of us has heard a cardinal sing. Both the uh, males and the females sing. They are pretty loud, kind of a sharp sound as they vocalize back and forth amongst themselves. And it sounds kind of like cheer, 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 or birdie, birdie, birdie for about three to five seconds or so, usually maybe around three seconds. Really a distinctive sound. You'll pick up on it pretty quick and you'll be looking around like I usually do, looking up on the uh, on the wires and the uh, up in the tops of trees for these red cardinals. Even though uh, cardinals are shy and not usually an aggressive type of bird, the males will get a little bit aggressive when defending their own territory sometimes. And because of this, they will go after other males and sometimes confuse their own reflection in a mirror as another male. So this can cause, obviously, a lot of male cardinals to run into car mirrors or house windows thinking that they are going after another male cardinal. Even though I previously thought that only the males exhibited this behavior, I've recently read that both sexes of the cardinal do attack their own reflections at times at certain times of the year. During the mating season, the male cardinals will gather seeds to feed their female counterparts. Sometimes you might see a female cardinal shaking or quivering their wings, and this is thought to be a sign for the female to want the male to bring her food and feeder. Sometimes people say, look at them, they, they look like they're kissing. This is one way that the cardinals bond, but the uh, males will bring food to the female and feed her beak to beak. 
The males and females begin to sing a lot in mating season. And as you can tell from me sitting on my deck right now, they're, they're talking it up right this moment. But uh, in the mating season, and the females will sing mainly in the spring, right before nesting season. The cardinals will build their nest in dense bushes, nice and thick bushes so they can't be seen by predators, and trees about 3 to 12 feet up in the, up in the air. They will build their nest typically in like grapevines, clematis plants maybe in your yard, and dogwood trees. They love to build nests in trees or areas close to food sources like sumac, blueberry, and mulberry trees or bushes since they provide nice double duty of food and shelter. The females will uh, lay their typical three to four eggs sometime between March and early August, but mainly in the spring months. Now, as you uh, probably already know, cardinals are pretty hardy birds, and they, they don't migrate south like many other songbirds do. They will find thick, thick trees like conifer pines and red cedars and spruce trees. This is another example of an animal that will even lower their body temperature just a small amount to survive those cold, cold winters. But they do need to eat, so this is a perfect time for us humans to put out some feeders with cracked corn and sunflower seeds just to help them out through these cold, cold months. As the winter temperatures deep dive into real cold weather, they will even shiver their bodies to generate some heat as they sit back in those tight, thick bushes just to stay warm. Now, where do these guys live? The northern cardinal is referred to as the red bird, the common cardinal, red cardinal, or just cardinal. And they can be found in the southeastern part of Canada and all throughout the eastern United States from Maine, way up north, over to Minnesota, all the way down to Texas and New Mexico, Arizona, and Southern California. We now even see cardinals in some pretty tropical-looking areas like Belize, Mexico, Hawaii, and even in Bermuda. Some of these might have been introduced. They will live in all kinds of climates and in woodland areas, Flower and vegetable gardens are a favorite, shrubland areas, and even in wetland areas. I saw a lot of sources saying that the northern cardinal continues to expand its range in several different directions as human populations really don't seem to negatively impact the expansion of their range. Now, I just wanted to take just a couple of minutes to talk about just a few things to be careful with. Like, uh, number one, for some reason, cardinals seem to really have a tendency to attack their reflection in a mirror or a window. We talked about that before a little bit. They have hurt themselves on car windows and car mirrors and, and even the windows of our own houses. So some birders put up screens to block that reflection, but you can... Help alleviate this behavior, some by just placing bird feeders and the bird baths away from windows. As the mating and nesting season winds down, the birds begin producing less of that aggressive hormones and the attacks should start to end about midsummer. 
Now, number two, if you have recently put down fertilizer for your lawn, make your lawn look nice and pretty, you might want to lay off of the bird feeding for a while so they don't get sick. And especially if you just put down any weed or insect killers, definitely stop feeding the birds for a couple of weeks. Those bird seeds fall down into the grass, into the yard, and you don't want any of those birds eating up those seeds with the weed killer or insect killers on them. Uh, Number three, lastly, if you have predators like house cats or feral cats that hang around, be careful of where you place those feeders. Seeds on the ground or even low feeders near bushes might become a bit dangerous for the birds coming to your yard. Now, right behind our house, uh, we've got some uh, foxes that live back in the woods, but uh, our feeders, we have moved them to the front area so that uh, we just kind of keep a little bit of an eye on them. We haven't seen any foxes uh, causing any troubles. Now, a lot of you sports fans might like uh, this next little section. Because of the uh, popularity of the Cardinals, maybe the bright red color, maybe even the spring aggressiveness of the bird towards its shadow or being territorial, there are many many sports teams named after the Cardinal. For example, the University of Louisville Cardinals in Kentucky, the St. Louis Cardinals baseball team, the Arizona Cardinals football team, and many high schools are named Cardinal. But the Cardinal also represents teams like uh, universities like Ball State University, Concordia University, Wesleyan University, and Lamar University as well are Cardinals. The Cardinal is one of the most common state birds. This bright red songbird is the official bird of Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, North Carolina, Ohio, Virginia, and West Virginia. Kentucky was the first state to select the Cardinal as its official state bird way back in 1926. But then a short time later, school children in Illinois selected the Cardinal as their state bird just three years later in 1929. So I think we have covered just about all I can think of today about the Northern Cardinal. So I wanted to try something. wanted to uh, just uh, give you just a couple of more quick, fun facts I want to share today about the Northern Cardinal. So on the uh, spiritual side of things, many people who have lost a loved one see the sighting of a red cardinal as a sign from heaven or a sign from God or even as their loved one may be sending them a message. So a lot of folks get pretty inspired when they look out the window on a cold winter day and and all of a sudden there's a cardinal looking back at them from outside. Another cool fact is that occasionally we will hear of or even see a yellow cardinal. I'm sure you've seen these in the news. There's not a lot of them, but occasionally we will hear of a spotting maybe I think the last one I heard was down around Alabama, a bright yellow cardinal. Now Jeffrey Hill, a bird curator and professor from the University of Auburn, says that our chance to see a yellow cardinal is one in a million chance to see this mutation. Uh, Jeffrey goes on to say that there are about 12 to 15 
million red cardinals across the United States, but there are only 10 to 15 yellow cardinals currently that we know of in North America. The mutation is similar to being albino in that the mutation shuts off the redness pathway in the bird's DNA, so they actually can't produce the red, and they they turn yellow. Northern cardinals are typically the first birds that you're going to see visit your bird feeders in the mornings and the last birds to visit your bird feeders in the evenings. Many birders think this is because of how shy they sometimes are, or even uh, they've adapted to being, they're so bright that maybe uh, just coming out at night or early in the morning, they've, they've adapted to doing that more often. Another fact that maybe you have or haven't put together is that the bird was named by our founding colonists from the red clothing of the Catholic cardinals in Europe. What about that? Uh, Might have been self-explanatory. I don't know. But looking at those bright red garments that the Catholic cardinals over in Rome wear, that is where our colonists, when they first got here, said, look at those bright red cardinals. They look like the bright red cardinals over in Europe. The average uh, lifespan of a cardinal is only about three years, but there is a northern cardinal that is recorded to have lived an astounding 16 years of age. Actually, if I remember right, it was something like 15 years, seven and a half months. It was a bandit bird that was tracked in Pennsylvania, so they were able to capture it several times over the years, and by looking at that band, that's how old they knew that bird was. In the winter, you will see more cardinals together as they form small flocks to uh, help each other search for food. And they can be quite striking, as you know, against a snow background when you see one of these groups of several birds in a flock. Now, one last fact that I forgot to cover earlier, cardinals will molt once per year and they will lose the feathers from their entire heads or sometimes almost their entire body showing just their black skin. They look really, really sick at this time, and uh, they're just going through a molt. So if you see one, you can just leave it alone. It's not really sick. It's just going through that molt, and they're not coming back with a drab set of feathers. They come right back with the same types of feathers. Well, folks, that's about it today on the uh, Northern Cardinal. And that's a wrap on this week's episode of The Amateur Naturalist. I had fun putting this episode together as I even tried to tape the sounds out at the feeders this week to get some bird sounds. So you'll hear some of those bird sounds coming straight from the outdoor feeders this week, including some of the cardinals. But we also had some blue jays out there. I had a lot of... uh, a lot of blackbirds and starlings and, and uh, grosbeaks and a lot of different birds were out there at the feeders, including some crows, but I don't think you'll hear any of those on the recording today. So again, I had a lot of fun this week uh, watching those birds coming into the feeders, and then it gave me a lot, of, lot to write about. So until next time, thanks for listening to The Amateur Naturalist. Well, folks, while I take a quick sip of my water, Let me ask one thing from my listeners. If you like my podcast, 
please reach out to one or two of your friends and tell them about this nature broadcast. It will truly help me grow this podcast through word of mouth advertising. Folks, be sure to download this episode and don't miss out on next week's episode as we return to the Amateur Naturalist. Until next time, love and respect nature and protect our native wild plants and animals. 